what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome back to My Dad Watches The Bachelor. I'm Meredith, and I'm here with my co-host, my dad. Good morning, Meredith. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. Um, I I'm look. I think last night I had a good episode. Um, I'm a little upset because when we have fantasy suites, I mentally prepare to talk about sex with my dad, and. I was not mentally prepared for us to be discussing sexual things today on the podcast. And then the first group date that we go on is the women writing their own erotic love stories. Yeah, but the good the good thing is that they were pretty much totally bleeped out. I think we set a new record uh, for for bleeps on on The Bachelor. Okay, but the bad news is we now know that Chris Harrison wrote an erotic love story. Well, so let's get right into that, because that was one of my highlights, the fact that Chris Harrison is an erotica author of, you know, some sort of, if you if you watch the show and listen to some of the readings from the show, and I don't know who that young lady was that was reading it, uh, you know, he's sort of into soft porn. So, uh, and and at first, I did not believe this, and I, I, uh, I did go to Amazon to see if that book was actually out there and it's like only six dollars and 99 cents for the kindle version so it is out there well I put, I put this as a low i think i could have gone my whole life without knowing that chris harrison writes erotic love stories you know he's especially on the bachelor he's kind of like the group dad and i don't think anyone really wants to know that about their dad however i would be open to the idea of an off-season book club as part of the podcast, as we read through his novel together and discuss. But you probably don't want your dad to be part of that podcast. Oh, no, you definitely have to be part of it. <laughs> uh, well, uh, we'll we'll take that one under advisement. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I, I don't have much of an interest in actually reading Chris Harrison's book. I just, I just am continually fascinated as we pull back the onion of Chris Harris to see the many different parts of his life. So uh, I, 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 I sort of saw that as a high, although, as I said, probably not going to be buying that book. Yeah, I don't think that I would be spending six ninety nine on it either. I have quite a few books in my queue, and I'm not willing to add that to it anytime soon. We'll see how bored I get as, as the days progress. So uh, what what sort of highlights did you have from last night's episode? Well, as a high for me, I overall enjoyed the girls writing their own erotic love stories. You know, I thought Anna was, was funny about how she wanted Matt to talk dirty to her. And her idea of talking dirty was Matt telling her that she's the only one left. Um, I thought Victoria was very funny. She just, you know, takes it to the next level. Katie is a big, like, sex talk person we know that about her because she brought her vibrator tonight one and i i think it's good to normalize sex talk among women so i enjoyed the date for that aspect of it not so much the chris harrison writing an erotic novel and us having to talk about this when i was not mentally prepared for it well i i i just was amused by the very many bleeps and, and yeah, I think we got some idea of uh, some of the conversation going on there, but uh, 
it it didn't it didn't seem to be rather uh, embarrassing, although everyone seemed to take it in good spirits. Yeah, it it did seem like an amusing date. Everyone except Sarah took it in good spirits. <laughs> this is true. Poor Sarah was melting down the whole night. Yeah, but we we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Let's keep with our highs. Um, I quite enjoyed Serena P's one on one, and not so much like the date itself, but I like her as a person. I thought that her mindset going into her date was very refreshing. You know, she talked about how. She wanted to see if there was any chemistry between them and see if she's interested in Matt. She wasn't just falling at his feet because he's the bachelor. And I like that about her. I also like that she makes fun of him. You know, she asked Matt if he had any kids as a pet. And he was like, yeah, I have a turtle or I had a turtle. And she just looks at him and is like, were you a weird kid? And that's something that I would say to a guy on a date too. So I just felt it felt very relatable to me. So, so little known fact, when I was a young kid, I would say probably six or seven, I had, I had some pet turtles as well. Ah, so you were a weird kid too. I didn't really, I don't even know if I asked for pet turtles. I don't even know how I got pet turtles and I had really no attachment to said pet turtles. I sort of remember that the whole turtle situation was sort of smelly and didn't, didn't do that much for me. The turtles did not seem particularly affectionate. You didn't did, find your turtles comforting in the way that Matt did? No, not particularly. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't really got. I got nothing out of the turtles other than the room they were in sort of smelled funky. So I, <laughs> I probably avoided it. Uh, I, I did. I did appreciate and sort of put as a highlight the donkeys. You know, they seemed to really enjoy getting in front of the camera and and being part of the show. So, so I'm, I was more pro donkey there. Yeah, pro donkey, anti turtle. That's. That's a hot take from the My Dad Watches the Bachelor podcast. That's why we have uh, the, the people listening to us to get these hot takes. Yeah. Um, also on the date, which we saw at the very end of the episode, if you if you keep watching after next time on The Bachelor, they show us a bit of like a, a blooper reel. And we got to see Matt having the hiccups. And I just it gave me a good chuckle because he just looks like such a dweeb. And I feel like we don't get a lot of personality from him. And I enjoyed seeing a more light hearted side of him. And I'll also mention that, you know, the, the, the continuing theme of make sure you take your bathing suit on the date because we're going to end up in a hot tub and you're going to see Matt's abs again. Yeah, but it's a turtle bathing suit. Well, I, I'm surprised you even noticed uh, after he took his shirt off. Well, <laughs> okay, that's fair. My last high um, comes from Queen Victoria. She, I, I, I'll talk about her more later, but she had this one quote that just gave me a really good laugh. She said, if Matt sends Sarah home, I will literally want to bleep him. And I'm going to bleep myself there because they bleeped her. I imagine what word she said, but this wasn't even part of the erotic novel date. She just she just really throws out anything, and I I've started to appreciate that more about her. Okay, I, I Victoria is a little much for me. I yeah, I find her you know if she's if she's here to be an entertainer, that's great. But it's really very difficult to take her seriously, and it's it's difficult to think that Matt or any any guy is going to be taking her too too seriously in this in this. Uh, Show so I, I 
you know, if you want to be amused by Victoria, that's great. But uh, I'm not seeing her as a, as highlight real material. <laughs> okay. Well, do you have any other highs you want to discuss? Well, I, I suspect we'll get to it at some point. Uh, you know, whether we want to call it a high or something else, but just, uh, you know, kudos to Katie for at least, uh, you know, trying to comfort Sarah in, in some regard after the, the whole house had turned on her. Some of it brought upon her by herself, but there was a lot of mean girl stuff going on uh, last night. And, and Katie seemed to be at least one person who tried to, to cut through that crap. Yeah, I concur. I gave I gave Katie my right reason of the episode um, because she was the only one to really check in on Sarah and say, like, it wasn't cool that everyone was ganging up on you. Like, I wasn't okay with that. And just being a friend for her to talk through her feelings with while she had her emotional and mental breakdown. And then they were able to bond over um, – Sarah's dad's terminal illness and how Katie's dad had passed away. And um, I just think Katie is a class act. I, I, I agree with you. I was, you know, and, and that Katie was the person whose group date was interrupted. Correct. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. So, so I thought that uh, the fact that uh, she, she came forward and did some comforting uh, was, was doubly impressive. Yes, I agree. I agree. Any other highs? No other highs for me. Okay, let's go into the lows. First off, my question to you of the episode. Why do you think Sarah fainted? Do you think it was for attention or medical reasons? I think it was medical reasons. I think that these girls are probably hardly eating. Uh, these are long days, long nights, very stressful, and uh, I... The, the woman already had a rose. I don't really think that she was doing it for attention. I agree. I think it was medical reasons too. You know, I feel like as a young kid, you know, when you do like chorus concerts and stuff like that and in school, they teach you when you're standing up on those risers, do not lock your knees or else you're going to, you're going down. And I think that Sarah, she might've locked her knees and uh, could definitely medical reasons, not attention. And I, and I never knew about the, the knee locking uh, uh, advice there. So that's that's good advice for our listeners, too. Yeah. Another low for me. This is big. I had heard rumors of this, but I witnessed it for myself for the first time. Matt James kisses with his eyes open. This I didn't notice that. I saw it for the first time when he was kissing Rachel on the group date. And I was like, really getting close to my screen, like, are those the whites of his eyes? Is Are his eyes open? They're not all the way open, but like they are definitely not all the way closed. And it makes me very uncomfortable. So everyone should pay attention to that next episode. Okay. I, I was not aware of this. You know, my sources had not shared with me that this could be an issue, but it does seem a little bit strange. Um, don't know. You know, maybe he's just waiting. You know, he needs to keep his eyes open because uh, there's always another woman lurking around and uh, he, he might have to you know, retreat quickly from the kiss. Yeah, that that's probably not it. But nice try. And my last low was on Matt and Serena's P one on P's one on one date. They um, made a little charcuterie board and I was disappointed in 
Matt, not, you don't even have to be an expert. I'm no expert in charcuterie boards, but he just seemed completely foreign to the idea. He said he doesn't like charcuterie boards. He's not a big wine guy. And their charcuterie board was on a cloth napkin, you know? How much money do you think The Bachelor is shelling out to rent out the whole Nemecolon resort? Like, you can get them a freaking wooden board for their charcuterie. Jesus. I, I, I think you're being a little judgy here in that I will tell you that when I was in my 20s, I, I know I very much doubt that I knew what a charcuterie board was. And that's something that, that came to me later in life. I do appreciate a good charcuterie board. You know, meats and cheeses are up my alley, but uh, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to go too hard on uh, 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 Matt James about it. You know, yeah, you know, the the bachelor could have uh, found a board or something. Although I, you know, I suspect it just would have been something else for the the donkeys to chew on. Well. As a 25-year-old, I can say confidently that I have been on multiple dates with other 20-something-year-olds who did know what charcuterie boards were and maybe even ordered them on said date. So I think Matt James could improve upon his his knowledge. Well, I, I, I think Matt has uh, room for improvement in many areas, but... Uh, um, I agree. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, to me, the charcuterie board seems rather insignificant to, to some of his other shortcomings. But um, you know, I you know, as far as my lowlights, I yeah, there, there was just a little too much mean girl stuff going on last night. You know, way too many catty comments when Sarah was fainting, passing out, whatnot. Uh, um, you know that that rubbed me the wrong way. Um, you know, the whole thing with Marilyn going home and Victoria staying. And since you and I discussed this and, and, and you, you continue to tell me that the producers have some say in this, I'll, I'll sort of assume that's the reason that Victoria was staying. But it seems like Marilyn got the short end of the stick there when, when uh, she didn't get a rose at the, on, on Rose Night and Victoria did. You know, and you know, do you think anything has gone through Victoria's thick head that she's always the person that's getting the last rose? Is that should that be telling her something? You know, I don't think she really cares. I don't think that she. I think she's aware that she's not in it for the long haul. So she knows I mean, as long as she keeps up her antics, she's they're going to keep her around for a while. You know, is her game to end up on um, Chlamydia Island? I would imagine so. I think she would be a good candidate for the island. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. Just because she's such a, a character. Yeah, but you know, sometimes characters go to the island and get a nice redemption arc you know she she could go to paradise and she could end up engaged and we could just fall in love with victoria i i i'm not thinking that's likely but crazier things have happened you know and i guess my other low light was um at the group date uh, that sarah interrupted all those, all those girls after Sarah interrupted had lasers just coming out of their eyes. And, you know, when, when Matt came in and, and he seemed to be cutting the date short to me, or maybe 
shorter than it needed to be in that there was an inter- interruption and uh, certainly got the sense that he didn't spend time with all of the ladies on that date. And, uh, you know, they, they were all mad at uh, Sarah, but I thought they should have been a little bit mad at Matt as well. Yeah, I don't know if it was the editing that made it seem like he cut it short, but you could definitely tell they were uh, pretty pissed off. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty easy to tell that. Yeah, I mean, I will say I, I'm a I'm guilty of this as well, but some women are not great at uh, hiding their emotions through their <laughs> facial expressions. Well, I, I just found the, the just the way that whole thing transpired to be sort of a low. Just I, I I don't think Sarah should have gone there. I don't think Matt handled his business well. Just just a not a good scene that evening and and. Uh, some of the ladies got left out and not a good scene. Yeah, I agree with that. So right reason. I already said mine was Katie for, you know, taking time to talk to Sarah. Do you have a different right reason? Well, I, I, I made mention of uh, Katie, but also I put Serena P. I really like the fact that she was saying that she's falling in like with Matt, but she could see herself falling in love with him. And it just seemed so normal, you know, and I, I, I shook my head, you know, it seemed like such a normal thing to say in a normal uh, way that relationships should be progressing. It seemed very unbachelor like. So I, I definitely liked that and thought that Serena, I, I gave her the right reason just because, you know, she, she wasn't falling at, at his feet, as you said, and, and seemed to be. And she, I, I really enjoyed her. She seemed to be an interesting person and and, and witty, and um, she seemed like she would be fun to be around. So I, I, I'm, I'm giving Serena my right reason. So you think that saying you're you could see yourself falling in love with someone on the first date is normal? I'm saying that I'm falling in like with you is normal, and there's a potential for more. Okay, well, ladies that are listening, I would not recommend telling a guy on a first date that you could see yourself falling in love with him. Just a a fun Meredith law for you. Well, I I, I would think in a normal date that's fine. You know, I mean, I'm I guess I'm just so accustomed to these these ladies you know, gushing about, oh, you know, we have such a wonderful connection, blah 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 blah, and she just seemed to be more cool about it. So. Uh, so anyway, yeah, you um, gotta play it cool. Gotta play hard to get. That's what the guys like. Can't be uh, crying all over him like Sarah does. Well, apparently Matt doesn't mind that either. You know, he's he seems to have the same reaction regardless of the approach at this point. Yeah, he seems very simple minded. Okay, we good Go with ahead. the right reason. Yeah, let's move ahead. Okay, wrong reason. I have two. Obviously, Sarah. She keeps saying, I knew what I was like signing up for. I just didn't know it was going to be this hard. And I'm like, I don't really think you did know what you were signing up for. This is week three and you can't handle it now. Like imagine if it was hometown episodes and he had met your parents or you had had fantasy suite with him and had sex with him. Like it's just going to get way worse. This is week three. This is supposed to be the fun, lighthearted times you obviously didn't know what you were signing up for. 
Well, I, I agree. And, and I also had two down for the wrong reasons. And Sarah was one of them, you know, and, and, uh, uh, you know, you know, the day after your dream date, uh, you know, I think she said that she's having this group date shoved down her throat and it's like, you know, come on, young lady, that's this, uh, you know, if, if you're going to be on this crazy show, that's what you're signing up for. So, uh, you, you seem to be, you seem to be out of your element and losing it. So, uh, yeah, she was, she was on my wrong reason list as well. And Brie also had a one-on-one day last week and they also had a good connection, had a good date. And Brie is, han- this Brie is how you handle your, the first one-on-one date. Like, you play it cool. You reference it a little in your group date. And you keep keep yourself in his mind, and you don't have a mental breakdown about it. Well, and and, and there just seems to be a different maturity level there, you know. And, and you know, forget the ages. I think Sarah's twenty four or whatever. Uh, I, I don't think that's the issue. She just, she just doesn't seem to be ready to handle the situations that are going to come up in the Bachelor show. I agree. I did find it interesting that Sarah was allowed to just stay up in her room for multiple days while like while the girls were socializing or like waiting for Matt to come pick Serena up for their date. Like is this a thing that the contestants can do, can do just like opt out of events that they don't want to participate in? I I feel like we need to know more about the rules and logistics of the show cuz I find that very curious. Well, that's that's sort of your area of expertise. I mean, it wasn't like she was missing any events other than all the girls sitting around uh, being catty about her. Yeah, so, but her, uh, her missing Matt coming to pick up Serena from for their date like caused her to get extra time with Matt. So, you, do you think that's a premeditated strategy, or just uh, you know she was she, you know upset and locked herself in her room and wasn't going to come out? I don't think it was premeditated. She doesn't seem that calculated to me. I, I, I would agree. So, who else is on your wrong reason list? You said you had two. Yep, it's Victoria, of course. Um, some of the stuff she was saying was funny, but. I think she was just really going out of her way to make Sarah feel like shit, especially when she was when Sarah was trying to apologize in front of the whole group and Victoria's like looking around like who is she talking to? Like we do not know her heart. We don't know anything about her. Blah blah blah. And I think sometimes we all have a little bit of Victoria in us and we want to say snide and rude comments, but we have some sort of maturity which tells us to stop and victoria does not have any of that maturity well i i think she's certainly a candidate to get kicked off of twitter you know though you know she's got no self-control so uh yeah it, i i didn't even have her down as as uh, wrong reason just because i guess i'm not even taking her particularly seriously throughout this this thing so uh the other wrong reason that I had was Matt. And that and, and I think this might be the second time that I've had Matt on my wrong reason. I'm just not convinced. I, I, I'm are we really sure that he's looking for love? Uh, you know, why did he get uh, put in this position? Um uh, I, I don't know. I just uh, don't find him to be a very good host. And maybe that's because his hosting came so quickly after Tasha's season where 
I thought she was great, you know, and, and really seemed to, to, uh, to work hard to make connections and, and she seemed to be working hard to weed certain people out where she wasn't making connections. And I just sort of get the sense that Matt is, he just seems so bland, so vanilla that uh, um, he, he's, he's not really suited for this and he, he wants to be liked, but he's, I, I think he's really not prepared to make difficult decisions. Yeah, I I wouldn't call it the wrong reason, but I think he's just not a good host like Tasha was because Matt has no personality. He he like like you said, he's very vanilla. He seems very stiff. Um, like he just doesn't seem like a funny guy. Like Tasha wanted to have fun, have a good time with the guys. Like Matt just seem it's not even that he seems serious. He just seems uncomfortable to me. Yeah, I. I you know, I guess he's a nice guy. He seems like a nice guy, but I don't really feel I know him at this point in time. Yeah, it's just very interesting because the Matt James that some of us came to know and love via TikTok and the quarantine crew was very like loose and lighthearted and had a lot of fun. And that is not really what we're seeing this season so far. Yeah, you know, and, and with that said, getting in the situation where you're the bachelor and you've got 30 plus women vying for your heart. Uh, hey, that's a weird situation. You know, that, uh, sounds like a fun situation. I, yeah. I mean, uh, I guess on one level, it sounds like a fun situation, but I think once you get into it, it's, it's harder than it, than it, than it sounds. That's fair. Okay. I think we're good with Matt. Let's move okay. on to my MVP. I think the MVP of the episode is Serena P. You know, like you said, she just just seems very level-headed and normal. And I think that she's way too cool for Matt. And I would totally love to have her as a friend. I think she's the type of girl I would get along with. And I've said this before, but like I judge the women based on whether or not I would want to hang out with them. And Serena P is someone that I would want to hang out with. And I just really respect her for calling out Matt for being a weird kid and having a pet turtle. Well, I, I I think that's a good call, and uh, and and I found it interesting in that before that date, I'm not sure if you. I, I can tell you pretty confidently if you had said which one's Serena P, I would have said I have no idea. I don't know which one Serena P is. I completely uh, agree. Yeah, there, there. I don't. There, there are very few of these young ladies that I recognize at this point in time and and Serena P wasn't one of them but she she had real personality so I I think that's that's a good pick on your on your part thank you thank you and and you should remember out there that if you have questions about any of this you can you can uh, send us email at my dad watches the bachelor at gmail.com or you can use that that Instagram thing yeah direct message direct message yes do you have any fatherly advice to wrap us up? So a few things came to mind as I watched the episode. Uh, number one, when someone passes out or is in physical distress, please give them the benefit of the doubt and don't throw shade at them. And you're probably not always going to have a medic on duty. So if it's something serious, please please call 911 and don't just stand around and say that person is trying to get attention. <laughs> Um, there is more to communicating than just talking. And this sort of comes back to that group date when 
it seemed very apparent to you and I that there were some upset people there that uh, that Matt should have noticed that you really need to, to be sensitive to nonverbal cues, particularly when girls are shooting laser beams out of their eyes. You just might want to spend a little bit more time talking with them and trying to diffuse the situation. So, so be careful about that. I think that's good advice. Um, something that Katie said uh, when she went back down after talking to Sarah about telling the other ladies to stay classy, I thought that was good advice. You know, it's not good to dance on other people's misfortune, you know, and, and uh, you know, whether you hate or like Sarah, you know, it's, there, there's a time to back off. And, and Katie seemed to know that. And, and um, you know, after listening to the conversation that Katie and Sarah had, I, you know, I, that felt very real and sobering. They both had some loss and uh, just made me think, you know, Hey, uh, this is much, this is for everybody. I've got a dad out there who's uh, in his eighties and I worry about him and you, know, you, you never know how long you're going to have your family around. So give him a hug, even if it's just a virtual hug and uh, go out there and appreciate them. So that's, that's my last thought. Well, what a sobering and depressing way to end the podcast. Thanks for that's, that, dad. Well, I'm, I'm here to, I'm here to keep it real. Okay. Well, you did it. Good job. Okay. Great, great way to start the day. <laughs> well, remember, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all the other places. Yep, you sure can. And you can rate and review us. It'd be super great. You know, if you're still hanging with us at this point, you probably like the show. So give it five stars. Just, be, just because. Okay. All right. Well, join us next week as we discuss more of Matt's season from the right perspective and my dad's. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.